else. You nostalgic Emmy nominees. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing the oddly named Season 5, Episode 16, Sentence to Life. Who, who is sentenced for life here? Saul, I guess? Saul, I guess? <laughs> I don't know. Question mark? Not not Dylan, that's for sure. <laughs> not Dylan. Not Dylan. Right. And Steve has 100 hours. I don't know. Weird, weird title. <laughs> Listeners, I just have to say that for the past two recording sessions, Nick has been on on his sickbed. And he is here and he is recording. So props to you, I, Nick. Do I, sound, do I sound crazy or something? <laughs> No, I just want the listeners to know. Thank you. Because I think you yes. sound normal, but you are quite okay. sick at the moment. Good. But you're That's still true. you're still That's doing true. this podcast. Well, so. I mean, now that you brought it up, I guess I should say I have a breakthrough case of COVID. Yeah. And I'm so mad about it because <laughs> I got my two vaccinations as we discussed in this podcast. I've been so careful with masks and somehow it happened. And all I can say is I'm so glad that I got vaccinated. Because it still sucks, but mm-hmm. I know it would be so much worse without it. So if you haven't gotten vaccinated, you should. Get because vaccinated. even this mild version of of COVID is terrible. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so bad. Poor, poor Nick. The other night we were, we always watch Survivor every week. Yes. And uh, we he was eating his dinner while we were watching it. And he was like, I can't taste this. I can't taste it. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was the, uh... yeah, started with a fever. Started with a fever on Halloween. Three days later, lost the taste, lost the smell, which it's coming back in patches. But like, that's a real surreal experience. Let me tell you. That's weird. I feel like that's really weird. So get vaccinated, everyone. Wear a mask. All right. You heard it here. All right. Let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired January 4th of 1995. Uh, a couple birthdays to mention. January 2nd, Gabriel Cartieres turned 34. On January yep. 4th, Nick turned 12. I always forget. I sure did. January 4th, my birthday. We do this every year. Our birthdays are so close together. We never had We never had a, a joint birthday party. And uh, and January 7th. You're wrong. No, no, no. You're wrong about that. Did you're wrong we? about that. 2019. 2019. You, me, and our friend Sally Jacoby Murphy had a joint That's birthday party. That's true. You're right. At we Sally's did. house. And it I was forgot. the best. I forgot. And then there were you three freaking desserts. moved to North Carolina. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you're the worst. I'm so sorry. And so now yeah. I have COVID. <laughs> and it's all my fault. <laughs> uh, so help, yeah, on, uh, on January 7th, I turned four. You're right. You put okay. a question mark on here, but you're you're correct. I you? did. I guess yeah. I sort of always vaguely know that we're eight years apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> One movie to mention, January 6th, House Guest, starring Sinbad and Phil Hartman premiered. I love both those guys. I don't think I've seen House Guest. I haven't either. Huh. I haven't even heard of it. I Sorry, everyone. I feel like maybe I've only seen one thing with Sinbad in it, though. 
What was it? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, I think I've seen him in like maybe one thing. <laughs> yeah. I liked, uh, I liked First Kid. Also mm-hmm. has a cameo from Sonny Bono in it. So, you know. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, on TV, January 1st, the History Channel is launched. Wow. The world was never the same. It was never the same. Dads around the world now had one more reason to sit in front of the TV and <laughs> watch a documentary on the fall yeah. of Rome or whatever. Finally. I picked pick the fall of Rome because Eric has been watching a documentary about the fall of Rome, the rise and fall of Rome lately. So Un- Unflattering comparison there, but okay. <laughs> on January 2nd, Sybil Shepherd's sitcom Sybil debuted. Oh, loving one who loves you. That's the theme song. And then taking that vow. It's the song. Nice that work. That sounds like a great song. Uh, it, it was good. Sybil Shepherd. Best known at this point, probably from Moonlighting, opposite uh, Bruce Willis. This is a pretty funny show. Tom Wopat played her ex-husband. Tom yeah. Wopat of Dukes of Hazard fame. Oh, all right. Yeah. And Melrose Place entered syndication this year. Yeah. Got Welcome that. to the club, Melrose got Place. The syndication. You finally got it. Locked it in. Book-wise, January 1st, the final of Gary Larson's original run of The Far Side came out. End of an era. End of an era. Yeah. Otherwise, January 8th, the Philadelphia Phillies 12-time All-Star third baseman Mike Schmidt was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. What are your feelings on baseball, Kendra? Uh, Take it or leave it. You have none? I've been to one baseball game in my life. It was in Canada. We uh we were on a choir tour and one of the activities we did was go to a Toronto whatever baseball game. Okay. And uh, it was super That's boring. So. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't yeah. see that. I didn't see that coming. Uh, my I think I've, I think we've talked about this before, but the hometown that I grew up in, Battle Creek, Michigan. Shout out to my cereal friends. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, had a had a minor league team in town and we would often get I worked at a public library there and we'd often get like the staff would get free tickets and stuff so we go it was fun I had a good time did you say cereal friends yeah because Battle Creek is the uh, is the cereal city it's where Kellogg's and Post it's where all the cereals made oh okay I thought you meant yeah. like the podcast cereal oh I was picturing I, I like in my head I mean, I like the first season of Serial. Did anyone like anything that came after that? I, I didn't even so. listen to the to the wow. next season. So. Okay. Well, I just I th- heard I it think wasn't he did as it. good. <laughs> I think he did it. That's you all do? I'm saying. I, I do. don't know. Yes. I don't know. To me, there's just no real viable alternative. You know? It's like the easiest solution is that he just did it. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe Jay's lying. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, okay. I tend to... Try and, you know, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. I just watched uh-huh. uh, the uh, the Netflix documentary, The Staircase. And at the end of it, okay, I was like, yeah. maybe he didn't do it. But everyone <laughs> online that I've talked to is like, oh, he definitely did it. And I'm like, well, maybe he did it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We're not detectives, Kendra. <laughs> yeah, that we are not. And on January 1st, Austria, Finland, and Sweden act to join the European Union. Wow. Cool. How what does that mean, is. Nick? The European Union? So yeah. they could all, you know, operate together. Don't ask me these kind of questions when I'm on COVID. So that they could all, you know. You're you know, my, you're my history like person. Trade and connections and things, okay. you know. 
for a more modern example, Brexit would be them leaving the European, the European Union. Union. Okay, got so. it. Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, take us beyond. Should, the should we? Should we become detectives? Do you and me? Like, I would do love we start to. A I would podcast? love to become a detective personally. Okay. I don't know that I. I don't know. I mean, I I've got good attention to detail, but yeah. I also don't. <laughs> like yeah, I'll don't, drive down you... the same road for a year yeah. and then be like, "Has that yeah. building always been there?" <laughs> I I love you like a sister, but I don't think you have what it takes. If I'm being perfectly honest, I just I've got the I'm... competitive drive, though. You can't deny yes. that. You d- that's true. That's true. Hmm. All right, take us down mm. the zip code. I will. Well, let's look to the CW years for a bit here. Following her run on the 90210 reboot, Annalyn McCord, who plays Naomi. Naomi was kind of the breakout character of that show. You'll see when we get there. Right. It was like, she's not supposed to be the main character. It was kind of a Fonzie situation. Uh, you know, it was like, gotcha. no, this show's about Richie Cunningham. But you got Fonzie <laughs> right there. Annalyn McCord in 90210. Uh, but after this, after the 90210 reboot, she popped over to another reboot. Uh, and that's the Dallas reboot over on TNT playing the role of Heather. Cool. Hey, this yeah. I'll mention this later at the end, but uh, for my other podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, this week we're talking about uh, Weezer's Buddy Holly. And okay. if you know, I, I say this because you just mentioned Happy Days and Fonzie because yeah. the music video yeah. is like set in Happy... Have you seen the music video? No, no. They They edited together the band and footage from happy days and it just looks like That's they're fine. in a happy days episode and i love it i like that so that hop over there cool. if you want to hear us talk about that song and that music video i listen every week all right let's look at our synopsis for sentence to life aptly named sounds real life <laughs> steve begins his community service helping out an assisted living facility where he finds television icon saul howard Steve and Saul quickly bond, but Steve struggles with the reality of Saul's Alzheimer's. The opening for the Peach Pit After Dark is looming, and Donna gets Ray a gig on opening night, a gig he doesn't want. When Hannah gets sick, she is treated by Peter, Andrea's laundromat flirtation. Jesse tries to help Dylan once the court summons for his drug-induced car accident. Wait, sorry, I gotta read that again. Court summons. The court summons. Yeah, 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 got it. Jesse tries to help Dylan once the court summons for his drug-induced car accident arrives. Finally. Finally arrives. Also, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> also, Kelly and Valerie still hate each other, I guess. Oh, oh. It's right. like every other week. It's, it's know, like, you know what? I'm going to cut you some slack. And the next week, she's like, you know what? I'm going to cut you. Full stop. <laughs> yep, yep. All right. Who's living in Beverly Hills? Well, today's episode was directed by Jack Bender, uh, written by Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein, based on a story by Steve Wasserman, Jessica Klein, and Ian Ziering. Ian Ziering gets story credit on this episode. Oh, good for him. I could be wrong, so don't quote me on this, but I don't believe that's happened before. Jason Priestley's directed, and we've had a couple cast members direct, but I don't believe we've had a story credit. Yeah, and we we always look very, we we make sure we get that stuff right. So I we do. I would hundred percent think we wouldn't have missed that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. 
Uh, only one returning player this time. That's James C. Victor back as Peter Tucker and Peter Tucker's Dimples. We haven't seen him, I don't know, it's been many episodes. So Homecoming, I think, was the last episode. It's been a while, was, uh... I forgot about him. Yeah, I kind of did too. And then he showed up and I was like, right, Andre had a little laundromat thing where she pretended she was Hannah's babysitter. Yeah. We have, uh, as far as no no final appearances, no recurring players, no new recurring players, that is. Uh, but we do have a couple of uh, notable guest stars. Kenneth Tiger as Mr. Warren. This is his only episode. But he would play a hospital attendant in Melrose Place. Same character? I say yes. I say yes, too. I say yes. Both in the medical field, both played by Kenneth Tiger. Prove Kenneth I'm wrong. Kenneth Tiger, that's a good name. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's this guy is one of those guys who like started in the classic TV era. And by classic, I guess I'm saying 70s. And all the way up, all the way up to current. So shows like Kojak, Charlie's Angels, Cheers, Wonder Woman, and then more recent stuff like Dope Sick, The Resident, Man in the High Castle. Lots of movies. He was in Avengers. He was in Collateral Damage. All sorts of things. Uh, so that's Kenneth Tiger. Finally, we have Milton Burl as Saul Howard. As you, as you recall, earlier in this season... When they go out for a night in the town and they all wear like church clothes to to like a <laughs> nightclub where Jesse's bartending. Yeah. Valerie says something about like Milton Burl's address. And and here is Milton Burl oh, himself. So I guess that. in the nine oh two one oh world, both Milton Burl and Saul Howard coexist. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's a Prince and the Pauper kind of situation. <laughs> I probably know him most as Louis the Lilac and Batman. Like mm. 1966 Batman, Adam West, uh, recurring villain there. But he began, his career goes all the way back to the teens. 1914, he started in silent films and continued right up until uh, he died in 2002. His last appearance was in a Keenan and Kel thing. So oh, staying hip. Fun. Staying hip right till the end. I'm going <laughs> to read you the IMDb mini biography by Tango Papa. And not just because I think that's a fun name, but because I think it's a good little... Uh, <laughs> uh, mini bio here. So here we go. Milton Burl is an American comedian and actor. Burl's career as an entertainer spanned over 80 years, first in silent films and on stage as a child star, then in radio, movies, and television. As the host of NBC's Texaco Star Theater, uh, which ran from 1948 to 1955, you're a big uh, Texaco Star Theater. Oh yeah, for sure. Gal, you like mm -hmm. you like that? Okay. He was My the face. first major American television star and was known to millions of viewers as Uncle Milty and Mr. Television during the first golden age of television. Uh, he also did stuff with Lucy, so I've seen him in that too. He was honored with two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for his work in both radio and TV. He won an Emmy for Outstanding Kinescoped Personality in 1950. I don't think they still do that uh, award. In 1979, Burl was awarded a special Emmy titled Mr. Television and was twice nominated for Emmys for his acting, once in 1962 and then again in 1995 for a little show called Beverly Hills 90210. Wow. Burl was inducted into the Television Hall of Fame in 1984, and on December 5th, 2007, he was inducted into the California Hall of Fame. He passed away in 2002. Uh, this was the one and only show, uh, or, or anything, that was ever nominated in the history of like the 90210 franchise. Wow. The only Emmy. The only Emmy. Uh, and he lost. He lost to Paul Winfield for the show Picket Fences. Paul Winfield, I know, as Clark Terrell in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Oh, uh, yes, of but course. this was for an episode of Picket Fences. Gotcha. So I... now you can say uh, the Emmy-nominated series, Beverly yeah. Hills 90210, <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to Uncle Milty. 
I'm I'm looking through his uh, IMDb right now because as soon as he started talking, I was like, oh, it's that guy. But I think I've yeah, just yeah. seen him in things. I don't think there's any particular thing um, yeah. that I've seen him in. But his voice is yeah. just so, it was just, as soon as he started talking, I was like, oh, yeah, that voice. Yep, yep. So. Yeah, I mean, iconic, definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, well, let's get into this episode, shall we? Okay. I'm going to zoom in a little and make the font bigger. Because I'm an old lady. All right. <laughs> Here we go. We start at Dylan's. Andrea is there. We get an Andrea Dylan scene to start us out. Yes. Yeah, now he brought that lamb chop uh, lamb to Hannah's Christmas Sonica party. <laughs> yeah. All's forgiven. Yep, all's forgiven. Um, they she's brought a book. It's called The Last Night of Earth of the Earth Poems. I didn't mm. catch the author. Did you catch the, the author? The Bukowski? Something like sure. that. Sure. <laughs> um, so she's brought him this book and then he's like reading the poems and it's like, wow, did this guy's friends ever put him in rehab? <laughs> This is, she was like, no, but maybe they should have. This is a funny thing that 90210 does to me. This is basically picking up a storyline from season two, I want to say. <laughs> like, yeah. them talking about writing and stuff. It's yeah. just like, we have not done this in 70 episodes. Yeah. Let's pretend like nothing happened. <laughs> let's just, let's just you do it again. remember when Dylan was writing his memoir or when whatever? Gonna, yeah, when he was going to like, become the valedictorian and yeah, write yeah. a write a write a novel that's also a memoir but also a story about his dad right Do i got that right right yes okay mm-hmm. okay there's a knock at the door it's the mailman who has some registered mail for him that he has to sign for and uh it's it's the court he's finally being summoned to court for this dui that happened so long ago yeah <laughs> and he yeah. was like man i was beginning i was beginning to hope that they I was just going to like not have to do anything for it. <laughs> I, I fully forgot. Like, I, did too. I completely forgot. That that I feel was like a, this like episode has a lot of like, oh, yeah, that thing that happened a long time ago yeah. that we haven't talked about in a while. Yeah. Well, so. Dylan's been kind of backburnered. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know why. But, you know, now that he's kind of back in the mix, I guess. Yeah. Then we have the intro. After the intro. Well, it's a funny lead in, funny lead into the intro, though, because he he gets the thing and he's like, well, now I have to face the music. Ba-na-na-na, ba-na-na-na. I just yeah, thought that, that was a fun That's cut. funny. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. After the intro, we have the Peach Pit After Dark. Donna oh is in front of the camera and Claire and David are... Filming a news segment where she's talking about the Peach Pit After Dark is opening in a week. And uh, she talks to Nat and gets him on the camera, too. And there's, like, loud construction going on all around yeah. them. But, yeah, one week I to can't... opening. Donna on on the radio, anytime Donna's on film. Donna on film is like a church skit where somebody has to pretend to be a reporter. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, excuse me, do you know what the true meaning of Christmas is? That's what Donna's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. And and they they stop and they like slow cap. They're like, Donna, that was great. And that, I'm like, what? You're going to win like, an Whoa. Emmy for that. What was She's... the goal? What were you hoping to accomplish? Because it, <laughs> it seemed like it was supposed to be like a news story. Yeah. Because they do the news okay. at the college or whatever. 
Okay. They're always filming sure. news things. Is anybody watching this footage? That's what know. I need to know. Are they in a class? I don't know. They're just, uh, you know, putting it on a, a VHS and like wheeling a TV into the student union <laughs> and playing it yes. on, on repeat. <laughs> We've asked you not to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the news. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> uh, okay. So one week to opening. And Donna thinks that Ray would be perfect for opening night at the Peach Pit After Dark. Because as we've established, Ray's music is great for late night parties. It's Yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm with Ray on this, like, all the way. Because it's a crazy flex to think, like, yes, one slow acoustic guitar player is what you need for a nightclub opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It, also... Who is in charge of the Peach Pit After Dark? Is I think it Nat? Claire and David. No, I think it's Claire and David are in charge now. This like happened. I guess they talked about it last episode, and I guess they're in charge it, now. Just a handshake deal, and they're okay. I guess I don't know. We don't get Steve's input on the whole thing. So. I wish him luck. Yeah, no idea. Um, okay. Oh man, now I forgot what I was gonna say. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh... Drat! I was gonna say something. <laughs> We were just talking about, you know, the, the open oh, construction scene. Oh, I was going to say, yep. I was going to say that her trying to put Ray in every musical situation just reminds me of like me as a music teacher, and uh-huh. they'll and people will just be like, "Oh, can you just like do this? <laughs> can you just yeah. like play this?" And I'm like, right. "No, <laughs> I was a voice major, not a violin major. So just because I'm a music teacher doesn't mean I can or." They're like, oh, you're a teacher. Can you, like, lead this reading group? And I'm like, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> I mean, I can, but I... It, <laughs> it's not unlike when I was a child, anytime I was with my grandma in front of, a new, like, a different one of her friends. And I'd have to be like, no, I don't want to do Weird Al's Flintstone rap <laughs> for your 75-year-old friend. She's yeah. not going to get it, for yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Every exactly. time. Every time. It's also, although with with Donna's like meddling here, it's not un-Felici. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like she's kind of trying to maneuver in the same way that she's always ragging on Felice for doing. So Yeah, I think so. Gotta be careful. Yeah. David David gives in to, at first they say like, okay, we'll hear, we want to hear his stuff. And David's like, well, it's not worth fighting with her, though. spider (laughs) went up the water spout. Yep. Yep, that's all he's got. Uh, Donna, then, is is very pleased that they've agreed. And she says that she's got to go study because she still doesn't know who killed that mockingbird. (laughs) Look, I had to give her that line. I did think that was funny. It's funny, yeah. All right, then we go to, is it a nursing home? I wrote nursing home on all my notes but I will switch it to assisted living if that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. All right. I'm Either just going to say nursing home. All right. Okay. So that's S- what they would have said in the nineties. <laughs> so Steve uh, is in his Corvette drives up to uh, the nursing home because he has to do yes. his community service. By the way, right. uh, Ian Ziering tweeted, or he put it in his stories on Twitter um, that a fan had the i8 Ferrari as their <laughs> license plate and he sent yeah. him a picture and so he posted that it was funny that is fun 
And as he walks in, everyone is gathered around and we see they're wheeling out uh, a body bag. Someone has yeah. passed away. Yeah. And this is where Nick and Kendra's murder podcast begins. <laughs> uh, so uh, he's standing next to this old man who we find is Saul Howard. He finds that out in a mm-hmm. bit. But he's like, oh, wow. The things people will do to get out of here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Steve then asks the, I forget his name. All right, Mr. Something. Kenneth Tiger is his real name. I'll tell you that. Mr. Warren. Mr. Warren. Mr. Warren asks Mr. Warren, hey, who is that guy? And he says his name is Saul Howard. And Steve's like, oh, I know Saul Howard. Goes up to him and says, hey, you were <laughs> on funny. a show with my mom, Samantha Sanders. <laughs> yeah. They were on the Hartley house together. They were on the Hartley house together. And I like, is this where Saul complains about like his whole career and people only remember him as like the crotchety old grandpa on the show? I thought that was funny. But like, as I'm watching this, I'm thinking again, like what, what sitcom are they, are they like referencing here? Is it like, is it like a full house of family ties? I'm trying to think like, I guess what from this era. I pictured it as like a, uh, Well, that might be, well, no, like, like something I would see on Nick at night. Like, um. Like the Donna Reed show. Maybe, or I can't think of what show I'm trying to think of. Just like a family show. Yeah. Like, like, not, not Face Company, like, like who's the boss or like something like that. Right. Right. But that just makes no sense to me that like. (laughs) Even though, even at the height of the popularity of those shows, and I love the Charles in Charge reference, they are not a cultural touch point for like every living person. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, not since I Love Lucy, I feel like has a show had the amount of clout that the Hartley House seems to carry wherever you go. Well, maybe it was the uh, Lucy show of its time. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was. You know who was on the Lucy show of its time? Milton Berle. Oh. So. There you go. Connection. So he, they, you know, they kind of have this moment. This starts the runner of of uh, Saul keeps calling him Chucky because Chucky was the name of the kid Mm -hmm. on the show, and he keeps being like, "No, I'm Steve," but he keeps calling him Chucky. Yeah, through the whole episode. Yeah, it's funny too. Like, because we had we had episodes about Steve's jealousy over the whole like Chucky versus Steve thing. Like, this is a real deeply traumatic psychological thing yeah. for it. He seems to have gotten over it by yeah. this point, which is good. He's worked through that. Hey, so that other guy yes. wasn't Mr. Warren, because he's about to go see Mr. Okay. Warren. So I guess I was talking okay. about a different guy. So he has Just to go to male Mr. Nurse. Yeah, male nurse. So he's goes to Mr. Warren's office. We should, we should just say nurse. Sure. Nurse. <laughs> the nurse. The nurse. Yes. So he goes to Mr. Warren's office and uh, Saul already warned him that he's a barrel of laughs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he doesn't even look up when Steve walks in and finally Steve's like, I'm here, community service. My name's Steve. And he's like, oh, you're the pyromaniac. <laughs> mm-hmm. Steve says, hey, I didn't start that fire. And I was told that I could, you know, I would just sign some papers and you'd take care of it for me. Mm-hmm. And... The guy, Mr. Warren is like, all right, whatever, spoiled brat, and gives him a bunch of papers to sign. Um, And this is confusing to me 
for how he acts later because he's like, you're supposed to do a hundred hours of service for these people. You're supposed to help them and clean their bedpans and make their lives a little better. And Steve's like, yeah, I don't want to do any of that. Right. <laughs> and signs the papers and leaves. Yes. As he's leaving, he runs into Saul again, who rushes him into his room and gives him a bag that has his sheets in it because he wet the bed and he doesn't want the nurses to know because they will give him plastic sheets and make yeah. him wear a diaper and he doesn't and diapers. Want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So he wants Steve to go clean the sheets, no starch, and then right. uh, and then bring them back. And yeah. Steve Steve agrees. Yeah, for whatever reason, Steve's kind of like, yeah, I get it. All right, I'll go do your laundry. Yeah. Have you ever used starch in your laundry? I haven't, but I have some shirts that could use it. <laughs> I, like, what, is it, what does it do? <laughs> Makes it stiff. Okay, like that's it, what I thought it did. If you starch did. your collar or whatever, like if you have a collar that ne- doesn't stay, you know, collar shaped, if you starch it, it will. Oh, I should do that for Eric's collars. They yeah, are, you should. They never, and it drives me crazy. You mm-hmm. can never get them to lay flat. Yeah, Maybe if you do I that or start... like the, the button line as well. You know how sometimes they like pucker around the button mm-hmm. and they always look do stupid? Do you just spray it on there? There's a couple different ways you can do it. but I think there is a spray, yeah. Okay, I'll look into that. Like a spray and an iron typically, but... Okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll look into that and let you know, listeners. It's really informative, this episode. Goes. Yeah, yeah please right. do. <laughs> At the Walsh house. <laughs> Uh, Kelly and Brandon are studying for their finals and Brandon says, Hey, I'll take your English final for you. If you take my economics final for me, cause mm-hmm. he doesn't want to do it. Right. And guess what, Nick? It's the new year. They're once again, taking their finals after the new year. <laughs> That's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. Cause yeah. they're like happy new year to Valerie when she walks in. Right. And I was like, huh? You're right. Yeah. It's post Christmas. It's post Christmas. Finals should have been over a long time ago. What a world they live in. Yeah, I know. Weird. What a world. Valerie is finally home. She spent some extra time away from the Walsh house. Just got in back. In Buffalo, right? Right. Uh, she not Buffalo? in Buffalo, it turns out. She said she was. She, she says that she did not go to Buffalo. She ended up going to Jamaica. Hmm. On her own. By herself. Yeah, just by herself. In Jamaica just, for a couple weeks. It's in Jamaica. Yeah. Yep. I guess. A couple weeks in Jamaica. She said that Makes she total sense. <laughs> she just couldn't face going back home. And she had called her mom, told her, and her mom was fine with it. So she went to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. leaves and Kelly is like, what a dirty liar. She is yeah. a compulsive liar and I hate her. <laughs> yes. But but remember, it was even the last episode. It was very recently where uh it was a fire episode where brandon is like well the valerie's always been a liar you know like he has that line to steve and we were like what yeah and now kelly's like she's such a liar and brandon's like hold on a minute how (laughs) dare you how dare you well and And i I feel like the last yeah i feel i mean i know they're i feel like the last kelly valerie moment was when they stole the statue and she was like oh, i've been giving you a hard time you're now you're an honorary member of the sorority yeah. right or I, has I, there yeah, been so stuff I, since then i don't know if there's been things since then but my distinct impression was that we were on a positive note That's between what the I two of them too. and now they hate each other again and brandon has never heard of valerie telling a lie <laughs> yeah 
How dare you? She is not a liar. She goes to every single class. She sure does. Okay, so Kelly's like, well, hey, why don't you call her mom and see if she really told her mom or or if she really went to Jamaica or whatever. Right. And Brandon's like, maybe I will. Back at the nursing home, Steve brings back the clean sheets for Saul. And he, um, they, you know, talk a little bit about Steve's family. And he says, Saul says that he always liked Samantha, but didn't like Rush. And he actually quit the show because of Rush. Because yeah. Rush was like making comments that he couldn't remember his lines or yeah, something. he was like, "I don't need this. I'm Saul Howard." Yeah. <laughs> Steve goes and looks at his pictures that he has on the wall, and he's got an Emmy statue mm-hmm. there. So he did win, win an mm-hmm. Emmy uh, in the episode. Yes. And there's a picture of his daughter. He says that he lost his daughter in a car accident years ago, which is very sad. Yeah. Steve Rough. says that his birth parents also died in a car accident. And um, and so and Saul kind of grabs onto that and he's like, oh, so Rush isn't your real dad. <laughs> that makes right. sense. No wonder, no wonder you're so nice. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Warren walks by and sees Steve in the room and asks what he's doing there. And Steve says, you know what? I'm going to work the full hundred hours. I'm not taking the easy yeah. way out. That was, was a little bit of a, I don't know. I mean, based on 10 minutes, I don't know if I would have committed to the full hundred. Well, you know, he's doing he could have just said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to really work some of that time, but no, he's saying he's going to do a hundred hours. And then Mr. Howard is, or whatever, Mr. Warren is like, well, I'm not going to make it easy on you. It's going to be hard and rough. I, whenever he says that. And I'm just like, you already signed off. So he could just like, yeah, peace out whenever he wants. Yeah. So like, <laughs> shut up, you know, I guess. <laughs> so Mr. Warren brings uh, Steve into the hall and he's like, don't think you can change these people's lives by working here, which I think is weird considering in his office, he was like, you need to serve these people for a hundred hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make their lives a little better. <laughs> it just, I don't know. What a weird thing to say. Like, hey, yeah. don't give these people any hope. And Steve's yeah. like, what's he supposed to do? Just shrivel up and die? And Mr. Warren's like, yes, that's why he's here. <laughs> yeah. A lot of mixed messages in this episode. <laughs> uh, back at the Walsh house, Brandon did call Valerie's mom and tells Kelly yes. that uh, Valerie's mom. Abby knew. Yes, she knew she all knew. about it. She was confused why Brandon was calling and asking. Yeah. He needed a better cover story than that. Yep. Is this where Kelly's talking about all the normal psychs she's taken, or was that the previous scene? This is where Valerie comes in and asks about the notes. Okay, okay. All right. So Valerie comes in and is like, hey, Kelly, can I borrow your abnormal psych notes? And Kelly's like, why should I give you my notes? You haven't come to any classes, and I've worked my butt off in this class all year. (laughs) And... Is, is you know she's just not nice to her and but i mean that w- that would annoy me if i had been in it class would. all year and yes. no one this person hadn't shown up and they're like hey can i borrow your notes i would be very annoyed by that yeah um so valerie's like never mind forget i asked and she leaves brandon says that she, kelly goes out of her way to be mean to valerie yeah Kelly says Valerie is a liar and a user and Brandon needs to accept that. Yeah. 
I honestly can't track it anymore. You know? know, like it's too ha- much. Has has Valerie? <laughs> you know, I mean, she certainly lied and stuff, and she like she she two times that with the whole Steve and Dylan thing. But like, has she really done anything that's Sense? bad? Like, I I just I just can't really. I don't know. I can't keep Let track of it Let that be a lesson anymore. to you people who tell lies. Yes. Once once you start telling them and people know you're a liar, we're, we yeah. can't trust. How are we supposed That's to true. trust Valerie? That's true. I'm also a little concerned about Kelly's course load because she, she at one point says that she's taken four semesters, four semesters of abnormal psych. I don't know how that's even possible considering this is only the third semester. I know, I was counting in my head. And how many semesters of abnormal psych are undergraduates supposed to take? I I just, it's (laughs) a heavy load. Is she getting in her general, you know, courses that all freshmen have to take? Exactly. Is she doubling up on two different levels of abnormal psych in one semester? I'm concerned, and I think she should talk to her faculty advisor. Maybe it's a um, Hermione situation where she's got the time turner and she so that she can take more wow what a pivot though i I, yeah you maybe maybe you're right you know harry potter where she's got the time turner so she can take like more classes than she maybe she was taking like ap classes in high school but yeah maybe there's like witch time travel (laughs) involved as well maybe i always took the full Every every semester, I think I was at how. What's the most? Is it forty? No, not forty. How many? What's the most you can take in a semester? It's been too long now. Well, however know. much was the most, it was like always that much. Yeah. I feel like it's forty. That seems high, though. But <laughs> I mean, forty a semester. How many? That would be crazy. How many do you take a semester? Anyway, it doesn't, so matter. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I think like fifteen, <laughs> like fifteen to seventeen, okay. depending on what it was, somewhere in that range. I'm sorry, I'm making your COVID brain think. I apologize. Let's <laughs> move okay. on. All Let's right. move on. Uh, okay. We go to Kelly, Donna, Claire's. Ray has brought them all some food to uh, fuel them as they're studying for their finals. Mm-hmm. And yep. Donna says, hey, guess what, Ray? You are going to be the headliner for Peach Pit After Dark opening. You don't even have to audition. <laughs> Great. It's like she just doesn't know him at all. Like, that's so obviously not something he's going to want to do. I think it's really, but again, very Felice. Yep. Ray is not interested. He makes it very clear. I don't want to, like, thank you. But no, thank you. I do yeah, not well, want to do that. He, he says, like, I, look, I'm a songwriter and I sing a little. Like, I don't have a band. I don't have, I can't headline a show at a nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if they were opening a coffee house. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know? He'd be perfect for that. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be glad to do it. Well, Donna argues with him a little. She just, she doesn't get it. She does no, not she understand. Doesn't. And she's like, all she right, doesn't. I don't get it, though. Yep. Nick, have I ever told you the story about how we were at Disney and my mom tried to make me do the American Idol experience and then I said no <laughs> and then it was tears the rest of the day and it was a whole thing. Wow. Yeah. Fun times. No, but I could have I could have invented that story from whole cloth <laughs> and have been very close. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite sure. Yeah. 
did I ever tell you about the time that I was in Disney World on January 4th and we went to the Hall of Presidents and the guy who was playing the, you know, the guy who's like, welcome to the Hall of Presidents, uh-huh. brought me up front of everybody and made everybody sing happy birthday to me at the <laughs> Hall of Presidents. Do you hate that stuff too? I mean, I... that was fun because I liked the oh, Hall of okay. Presidents when That's I was fun. young. Sure. You know? And it I... wasn't, I want to be clear, it wasn't like an animatronic Gerald Ford singing happy birthday to me. It was the people in the crowd. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It was the people in the crowd. <laughs> Yep. The last time we went to Disney, all my fan that we were in, uh, it was the Animal Kingdom, and we were in, okay. I forget what section we were in, but there was like a dancing demonstration going on, and a guy, uh-huh. one of the dancers, was like pulling me into the crowd, and my family shoved me wow. into the crowd and made me dance in front of everybody, and I Yikes. hated it so much. That's there's video of yeah. it somewhere, and I really, really, oh my gosh, really hate that needs it. to go on the Twitter. That's how, or maybe great. there's a picture. Why didn't, <laughs> why didn't you just do? I mean, dancing, I understand. I'm surprised that you wouldn't feel comfortable singing, you just didn't want to do the American Idol. I, I to, to my mother, my mother's chagrin, I have always yes. hated being asked to sing on command. Always, uh, okay, and I am asked not, all the time, same. she'll be like, Hey, Kendra. Sing, sing this for us here at Thanksgiving yep. dinner. And I'm like, I'm yep. not doing that. <laughs> so stop asking yeah. me. Good for you. Anyway, that was a fun Tears the rest Another... of the day. <laughs> yeah. we, we laugh yeah. now. It wasn't funny then. Oh, here's Eric. Yeah. Hey, how does Ava Maria go? Could you sing it for me it's real quick? Ave Maria. So you know it. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> All right. Where are we? I really, I really feel like his joke's going to be undercut by saying Ava Maria. Yeah, is the is the Eric, only thing that I'm concerned about. Come in and say it again correctly. Ava Maria. Ave. Ave. Good. Good. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, back at the nursing home, it's meal time and Saul is at a table telling a story to his friends a joke story <laughs> okay <laughs> and Steve is Steve is working he's you know you know working the food area and they call him over so that Saul can do a card trick and mm-hmm. he asks Steve to pick a card and then he has to tear it into very small pieces and then he says all right on the count of three you're gonna throw them behind you're gonna throw them above your head so he does it and he's got card pieces all over him and Saul just says happy new year (laughs) which isn't really a trick but it is funny (laughs) steve steve was tricked yes to be fair true Yep. Mr. Warren sees this happen and tells Steve to get back to work. How dare you make these old people laugh. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Which, again, (laughs) he doesn't have a leg to stand on. He already signed the paperwork. Right. He has has no power here. Be gone, Mr. Warren. (laughs) At the laundromat. It's laundromat guy. Peter. He's Peter. back. I forgot he He's existed. back with his floppy hair. Yep. And here he is. And, uh, you know, he says hi to Andrea. And she asks how he is. And he says, well, it would have been better if you had called. But it's okay. Yeah. I get it. I was disappointed, though, that you lost yeah. my number. And they're all flirty, flirty with each other. They are. 
they're very flirty. This guy, every time he's on, he cracks me up because he has a very like store brand James Rodé Rodriguez kind of vibe, yeah. you know? Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, he says he could be persuaded to give her his number again. He still thinks she's oh, the babysitter. Right. The diligent babysitter. Very diligent. Yeah. Back at the nursing home, Saul apologizes to Steve for getting him in trouble with Mr. Warren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Steve says something about um, he's a prisoner here. And this is where I'm pretty sure he says the name of the episode. Saul says, I'm a prisoner too. I'm sentenced for life. There you go. I'm pretty sure that's that's what he says. So. There's your drop. Okay. All right. Still not a great title, but no, it's there. No. Steve then has an idea. He says, hey, how about we go out and get a burger tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, uh, Saul specifically wants a chicken sandwich. He has yeah. very many specifics for this chicken sandwich that I did not write down. Mm-hmm. But it was mm-hmm. funny how as soon as Steve was like, do you like burgers? He was like, I like this, 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 this. About mm-hmm. his chicken he knew. sandwich. Yeah. He knew. Yep. So Steve's like, all right, tomorrow morning I'll pick you up. We'll go get a chicken sandwich. At the Peach Pit. Jesse is talking to Dylan about his situation. Dylan, I don't understand his I did. his whole thing here. I can't explain it to you either because I spent the whole time being like, what are you, did you guys <laughs> flip lines? Like what? what is happening? It was a confusing scene. I didn't understand Dylan's posture at all. It seemed, what I got from it is Jesse was saying like, you need to get a good lawyer and kind of throw yourself at the mercy of the court. And Dylan's yeah. like, I will not beg and I'm not going to say that I'm guilty kind of thing, which confused yes. me because he is. <laughs> right. Because, yes, I know. And I spent the whole time being like, so are you saying you're just going to like suck it up and take the punishment? Because sometimes it felt like he was saying that. But other yeah. times it kind of felt like he was saying, I didn't do anything wrong. I just drove high out of my mind and <laughs> drove off a cliff. You know, I really and Je- finally Jesse's just kind of like, OK, listen call this lawyer because I can't help you, bro. Yeah. And I don't understand. It was very confusing. Agreed. Very confusing. But anyway, Jesse gives him a name of a guy who's very expensive, but very good. And he does, Jesse does mention here, like, hey, you'll get, you know, you'll get parole. They'll take away your license. And that'll be For a couple months. For a couple months. (laughs) And that'll be it. But Dylan's like, no, man, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But what, like, what Really? What is this alternative? I just I don't going know. to jail. Uh, yeah. All right. Back at the nursing home, it's the next day. Steve is there to pick up Saul so they can go to the peach pit. But uh oh. Yeah. He walks in and he's like, "Hey, Saul, let's go." And Saul does not remember him. He's like, no, "Who are you? Yeah. Why are you in my room?" And then he starts freaking yep. out, saying he's trying to steal his Emmy. And a nurse comes in. Steve is very confused. A nurse comes in yeah. and. Uh, has to calm him down, and uh, it turns out he does have Alzheimer's, which I thought they, it was just, like, a joke earlier when they were talking about mm. Alzheimer's, but then it, like, turns yeah. out he actually does have Alzheimer's. He does, yep. Um, so, yeah, the nurse tells Steve, like, it comes and goes, so he may remember you in a couple hours, but eventually, you know, this is going to be the rest of his life, you know, what's yeah. going to happen to him. Ooh. Poor Steve. Rough stuff. I thought throughout this episode, like, Steve doesn't always handle the Alzheimer's thing well. 
But I feel yeah. like he handles it like a college student who's doing community service. So I thought I that was well yep. written, the yeah. way he acts. Yeah, because sometimes, like in this scene, for example, he's like stupid about it. Yeah, like he doesn't. He's he like, doesn't what's get going it at on? All. Yeah, yeah. He's not like, is this a joke? What's happening? <laughs> you know. It, but it was. But yeah, I agree with you. I think I think it was very realistic to what would happen. Like if you've never been faced with that kind of thing before. So yep. Mm-hmm. Props, Ian Zeering. Yep. Later on, Steve is working at the nursing home. I think it's the same day. And maybe just Seems like an be. hour or two later. And yeah. Saul comes out in the hall. And he's like, Steve, where have you been? I've been waiting for you. I've got my coat on. Let's go. Yeah. And Steve at first is like, I don't know if we should go anywhere. Yeah. But, uh, but Saul talks him into it. Saul very much likes his Corvette. And he wants mm-hmm. to drive. He's like, I'll drive. He insists, he insists on driving. Tries to get into the uh, the driver's seat. And the whole way there, they argue about like, oh, come on, let me drive. And Steve's like, no. <laughs> yeah, good call. Not doing that. You made a good call. They get to the peach pit. Nat immediately recognizes Saul. He's like, oh, he Saul does. Howard. Know I that know face you. anywhere. Yeah. The whole gang is there, minus Donna and Ray, to see and Valerie. No, no Donna's. Donna's there. Oh, yeah. Donna is there. You're right. I didn't write yeah. down her name. I think it's so minus I think it's just like Valerie. Valerie. Yeah. Really, and Dylan. Not there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're all there to, to have lunch with them, too. And Saul takes out his cards. He does a card trick. Tells tells uh, Donna to pick a card, whisper it to Brandon. And then he is able to show them the card mm-hmm. that she picked. He's flirty with Kelly. Yeah, he's very some, flirty uh, with Kelly. Some moments in here to me seemed a little improbbed. Like mm. when he's uh when he's shuffling the cards, he like fans them out and some pop out and they land on Jenny Garth. And he's like, Oh, whoops, sorry. And he goes and grabs them and he was like, I just did that so I could touch your knee. Oh, you think and, that like, was goes back into it? Well, it was very like Milton Burley and it seemed yes, I kind of think like that was a thing that happened and he rolled with it. I don't know, but yeah, it felt maybe. that way. To That'd me. be fun. So, so he successfully does this card trick. And yes. afterwards, Claire mentions, oh, hey, I loved you in this movie. It's like my favorite yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. And she mentions it. And then Saul starts to, you see, yeah. he starts to be like, was I in that movie? And then, <laughs> she's, she's like, I think so. Yeah. And then Donna says, oh, hey, I heard you have an Emmy. What would you win the Emmy for? And he can't remember. Steve has to remind him. And uh, he starts getting agitated and Steve's like, okay, why don't we, oh, he start. he tries to do the card trick again. Yeah. Tries to do the whole thing over again. Yeah. I'll do it with you, Blondie. Yeah. Yeah. And Steve's like, okay, maybe you're tired and we should just go. Nat tries to bring him the food, but he says, you know, let's get it to go. And Saul is very agitated, but Steve takes him, takes him home. Right. Again, I mean, I, it, it all, it all plays well because I feel like the last thing you'd want to do with somebody struggling in that way is like, why don't you take him to an unfamiliar place, sit him with like 10 strangers and then pepper him with questions. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it's just, it's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. You know, Steve at least has the good sense to realize that too late, but he does realize it. Mm -hmm. We get a teeny tiny little scene at Andrea and Jesse's. Hannah has a fever. They're on the phone with the doctor and Jesse, they're packing up so they can take Hannah to the emergency room because uh, she's had this fever for a while now. 
Mm-hmm. We kind never, of like my you, wife Nick. And I, yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to think back. Like, we've definitely had times where, like, our son was sick and we were like, do we call the doctor? Is this a doctor situation? It is a very nerve wracking thing. We never had mm-hmm. to take him to the ER. But we definitely okay. had those times Knock where it was wood. like right on the fence, like whether or not we should, you know, yeah. it is scary. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. At Kelly, Donna, Claire's, David is uh, falling asleep studying and Donna has to wake him up or Claire wakes him up. I forget who wakes yeah. him up. Mm-hmm. And Ray. No, Donna wakes him. Donna wakes him up because when she comes in, she hits him so hard. Oh, yeah, like she in does. real life, she, she really him. Texts, Yeah. She oh, <laughs> Maybe so that was funny. like the tenth take. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, "Wake up!" Yeah, she did. <laughs> she put some stank on it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Claire then comes in the room and is like, "Hey, Ray, I'm so glad that you decided <laughs> to play. We're holding a spot for you." Uh, it's a classic Felice move. And Ray is like, oh, really? Well, stupid of Donna to not tell Claire. Well, no, Claire. I'm blaming. Oh, no, I'm, yeah, I'm blaming Donna all the way. I know. Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, it's manipulative of her to do that in the first place, but then to not tell Claire, like, hey, don't mention right. this to him. <laughs> right. We're going to surprise him yeah. the night of. Here's your guitar. Yeah. <laughs> is it tuned? I don't know. Do you have anything you need? Not sure. I don't play an instrument, but you're on. Do you know anything besides the itsy bitsy spider? <laughs> okay, so Ray then goes outside with Donna and is like, I told you I don't want to do this. And says that she just wants to show her off or show him off um, to, like because of her mom to make, you know, her mom feel better about their whole situation. Donna says, don't you bring my mom into this. And Ray tells her to mind her own business and stop meddling in his life. Yeah. Seems like maybe they don't like each other very much. Feels a little bit like there's some tension. Yeah. Yep. Two different worlds, Kendra. Yep. Two worlds, one family. That's different. That's different. At the hospital, the emergency room, guess who's the doctor? (laughs) It's Peter. Dr. Dimples. It's Laundry Matt and I. You know. Mm -hmm. Andrea then has to introduce her family and say, this is my husband, Jesse, and my daughter, Hannah. Yeah. Um, Because Jesse's like, do you guys know each other? And she's like, yeah, we met at the laundromat. Uh Uh-huh. And they they give each other a look, uh, Peter and Andrea, while they're... There's still some vibes. There's still some vibes. Mm -hmm. Because she's had to break the news that she wasn't the babysitter. Correct. Back at the nursing home. Hannah's fine. Oh, yeah. Hannah's going to be fine. Hannah's fine. She's all right. Yeah. Back at the nursing home, Steve brings Saul a glass of water. He's now in bed resting. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Saul says that, you know, no matter how he feels about Rush, he raised a good son. Yes. And Steve's like, I really... I hate my dad. Like all he does is make my life miserable. And then Saul tells him about his daughter and how they, you know, he worked too much and then they were distant and then they just stopped talking. But he did call her once just to tell her, you know, no matter what we've been through, I still love you. And then two weeks later she died in the car accident. And he is so thankful that he made that phone call before she died. And so she tells 
he tells Steve, you know, don't let too much time go by or you'll regret it not talking yep. to your dad. And he also says that he knows he's losing his mind and try not to let it bother you if I do some, mm-hmm. you know, crazy things. Poor <laughs> Steve. I feel like Ian Ziering's acting in this whole episode is very good. Yeah. Yeah, he's had a couple of strong turns recently. I mean, they're giving him more to do, finally. Yeah. Well, he wrote this episode, so he, he wrote a lot of stuff for himself. True. Yeah. He was like, maybe we give Steve more. Here's my pitch. <laughs> take a character. It could be any character, but let's take Steve. <laughs> give him more. Uh, see how it maybe. works. At, back at the emergency room... Peter says that there's no reason to keep Hannah anymore. Her fever's gone down. Right. She's doing better. She's sleeping. She's fine. And she, he asks Andrea to come to the hall with him. Jesse is sleeping. And he's like, why didn't you tell me that Hannah was your daughter? And Andrea says that, you know, for a minute she felt like not a mom or a wife. She just felt, yeah. you know, like a, like she used to be. Yeah. Kip Young co-ed. Yeah. And it turns out Peter is also married. <laughs> oh. Ooh. She's like, so why were you? So they cancel each other out. That's their thinking. Right? Yeah. Those yeah. cancel. It's okay. fine. She's yeah. like, well, then why were you flirting with me? And he says that he got married too young and now he's paying for it. They, you know, he's not enjoying his marriage. And That's Andrea is like, she's angry, but also like she's complicit in the flirting. So she right. was doing the same right. thing, kind of. She was. So, sure was. Yeah. She's Although, I think you could argue that Andrea's was a little worse because she pretended that her daughter was not her daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean. <laughs> eh. Yeah. Quick little scene. Valerie calls Kelly and says, hey. The final's about to start. Where are you? <laughs> Kelly overslept. And Valerie says, okay, I'll tell the proctor that you're on your way. Just get over here. And Kelly is very thankful that Valerie woke yeah. her up. Yeah. That happened to It'd be me. funny if it was just an elaborate lie and yeah. there was no final. I know. I thought that at first. I was like, is Valerie's she? Valerie's trying to steal her kidney or something. <laughs> that happened to me. I was late. I your woke kidney up. was still? No. Oh, yeah. no. I woke up to like a million texts on my phone from my friends being like, where are you the final? And I was like, ah, and I just like ran in my pajamas. Luckily the campus is small enough that I just like ran from my dorm to the building and quickly took the final. Oh, so they weren't like, nope, sorry. This no, they let, no, he let me in. He let me in. It was, it was a, uh, you know, one of those gen ed classes it was okay. uh no now i can't remember the name of it but anyway okay yeah back how'd you do can i ask under that kind of pressure <laughs> well, i passed the cl- i passed the class you did all right so you did all right yeah good for you <laughs> taking 40 credit hours wow so much so much all right at the nursing home everybody loves steve everybody yeah. he walks by he's like oh steve like He's giving everybody the finger yeah. guns. <laughs> Big man on campus. Mm-hmm. So every, there's a group of people outside painting. And Saul is there too. But he's just he's just staring at the mm-hmm. easel. Kinda he hasn't painted anything. Yeah. Steve uh-huh. tries to, you know, he takes his hand and like 
gets him to make a brush stroke on the canvas, but uh, it, it's, you know, he's just very yeah. out of it, staring yeah. into space. And so Steve gives him a kiss on the head and, le- and leaves him be. Yeah. Very sad. All right. At court, Dylan comes out of the courthouse and Jesse's like, well, how'd it go? And Dylan's like, that was some bad advice you gave me, man. But he's just kidding because he got probation for a year and they took his license, which I guess is what he wanted. I I guess. Jesse said they were going to take his license for a couple months if he fought. Whatever. I guess Dylan really showed them. I honestly think the writers were just like, all right, we have to, like, he's out of rehab. We have to resolve this quickly or it's going to be weird. So here, let's throw in a couple scenes. All is all's forgiven. They'll take his license and it's fine. Yes. I mean, honestly, I think I would have preferred a line of just like, well, I don't have my license anymore because of that thing. We didn't need to to see all this. Yeah. No. But I mean, I guess anytime they can give Jesse a scene, like they made him a series regular and then they were like, crap, we made him a series regular. Give him a scene where Dylan yells at him. (laughs) So Jesse offers him a ride, but he says, no, I'm going to take the bus. Got to get used to that public transportation. Get used to it. At the Welsh house, it is post-dinner. Is this the only Jim and Cindy we see in this episode? I was going to ask that. Yeah, I think it is. And it's all of two seconds. Yeah. The the kids, kids, are clearing the Uh table and Cindy's like, I can do that. And Valerie's like, no, we're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't Cindy be studying for her finals? I know, She goes to college sometimes. Plus, she owns a landscaping business, I think. You know? She did at one point. I don't know. (laughs) That's a lot. Kelly sends Brandon away to take out the trash or something to get him out of the room. And then she thanks Valerie for what she did for her and apologizes for the way that she's been acting. And then we get another weird little moment where Valerie's like, hey... You owe me one, and one day I'll collect. Yeah, right. Smile, smile. I know, like it's an episode of The Twilight Zone or something. <laughs> I, yeah, every it's like I feel like at the end of every episode they have a little die, and one is like good veil, one is bad veil. <laughs> they just roll it. They're like, all right, this scene is going to resolve with them burying the hatch and being best friends, and so they do it. And the next one, it's like, all right, Valerie's going to steal her kidney. <laughs> That's. We talked about it earlier. I need a kidney and you owe me one. Yep. Last scene is at the nursing home. uh, Steve brings a pie from the peach pit for Saul. Saul is sitting in his chair, still, you know, not responding to anything. And Steve's like, do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to do anything? And finally he says, I know what you want to do. And he takes out his car keys and starts like shaking them. And this kind of gets Saul out of it. And he's like, Steve, where have you been? I've been looking everywhere for you. And uh, they go, they go for a drive. Saul wants to drive, but Steve still says no. So kind of a happy ending. I clocked maybe seven, eight minutes. So Steve's got like 99 hours and 50 minutes left on this sentence. So... We're probably going to be seeing a lot more of this place. (laughs) Don't you think? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, All right. What did we think? 
Uh, I liked it. I, I, I liked, liked it, it too. I mean, I think there was a lot of things that were kind of like, and this thing that we're resolving yeah. from forever ago. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it's been a whole thing through the whole season. Just what is Valerie's game? Uh-huh. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the episode. I like I remember Steve. It, I remember it differently. I remembered mm. the Merton, Milton Berle side of it being a little heavier, like a little fuller. But I, I agree where I think you're going here that like have, having Steve have more agency again and like care about something does bring out a much more interesting side of that character. It was nice to see like cute, kind Steve. I, I don't yeah. know. I feel like we've only seen like, hey, Steve. For a while. For a while. Yeah. So it was nice I agree. to see, like, I agree. compassionate and Steve. I also agree with you about, like, some of this was just taking care of business. You know, like, we got to resolve the Dylan thing. Um, you know, bring bringing back the stuff with uh, Andrea and Peter. Like, I think any longer, and that would have been too long, if, they're, mm. if they really want to revisit that. You know, it was kind of like a now or never situation. So I can't blame her for that, really. And, like, I made fun of them about picking up the Andrea Dillon storyline from seasons ago, but I liked that. And I feel like those two characters together bring out a different side of both of them, and so I enjoy that. Yeah. So I think it's weird that we just kind of, like, dropped into it again, but I'm here for it, so fine. Yeah. I'll take it. What was your 90210 snap? Ooh, the snap. Uh, maybe when uh, Peter walks in and we realize he's the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Either that I, or I, the the scene where Steve goes to see Saul and Saul doesn't remember him for the first mm, time. Okay. My my the soapiest moment uh for me was Valerie being like, "You owe me something and I'm going to oh, come to collect." Yeah. <laughs> you know. <sighs> I think that was probably uh, probably the biggest for me. No, but I had a good time though. I had a good time. Indeed. All right. Well, until we get back to it, Kendra, you can find me every other week at the Sindorian Life, assuming I'm still upright. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> you will be. We were supposed to record this podcast twice, and I had to keep pushing it, because I just... But we're going to get there. So you can find me on the Sindorian Life, and the most recent episode still is the one with Kendra in it, so you know it's good. Hey. You know it's good. What about you, Kendra? Where are you? You can find me at MissMuseBox91 on Twitter. And yeah. I have a website, MissMuseBox.com, and a Etsy page, MissMuseBoxCrafts. And I yes. am the co-host of 902. No, that, well, this, yes, I am the co-host. But I'm also the co-host of 90s Music Got Me Like. And as right. I mentioned earlier, we are talking Buddy Holly by Weezer. Our first Weezer you- song. Could you sing that for us, Kendra? If you could I, just sing it. I can't. Could I can't. you sing I, it right now? Oh, Kendra, please. oh, Kendra, you have such a beautiful voice. Couldn't possibly. Oh, everybody wants to hear it. Kendra. I'm not doing please, it! <laughs> please, Kendra, you ruined it no! again. It makes okay. people mad well, because I will randomly sing all the time, but as soon as you ask me to, I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And I know it's infuriating, totally it. and I'm sorry. No, no, you're right. Okay, well, you can join us next time right here as we continue our 90210 discussion with Season 5, Episode 17, Sweating It All. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Suddenly I feel like that's wrong. Sweating it all. Look it up. Uh, Sweating it out. That makes more sense. Sweating it out. Okay. 902 and here we go. (laughs) 